Hello and welcome back to Lounge with Books. I'm Sophie. And I'm Claire. And we are two ex-librarians staying in touch through the power of books. And we started our third book club book. Our third, Claire. Yeah, I know. Our third one. I'm impressed with us. Yeah, <laughs> we're doing really well. And and also, we've read um, another book kind of uh, together and reviewed it as well, didn't we? So it's kind of like yes. four books in a way, isn't it? Because we did the Rachel it Coverdale is. one. Um, so we snuck are, that in. I know we snuck that one in as well. So we're doing well. But we're reading *The Salt Path* by Raina Wynn. We are, and yeah. this is. The, I chose this book because I said in the last podcast I'm not a big non-fiction fan, and this piqued my interest. I thought maybe this is the book to get me into non-fiction. And the way it was written, at least the first pages that we read last time, it was quite fictionalized in the writing it was a bit more story driven so I was hoping I would enjoy it what were your first thoughts Claire on the 50 pages what you've just been saying it is reading like it's a a story it's not lots of um, facts or dates or stuff like that they she does that bit they do that bit where they talk about homelessness in the country and stuff like that don't they Um, which is quite factual short content bit but generally, it's reading like a, a story. It's made me titter some of the bits because you're, you're, you're not laughing at the situation and how they're struggling, particularly Moth, but you, it's just it's just funny that... And people are amused by the fact that they are doing this trip as well. When they look at them, they're like, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I'm reading it and I'm like, are you mad? Like, what goes yeah. through your head <laughs> to do that? Well, exactly. I mean, um, what an awful start, though. They basically, they lose their house. They lose their money because they entered into this financial investment with what he thought was a friend and then took all their money and, and then they got some evidence to prove that they didn't have to give up their money and they wouldn't accept it because they hadn't gone through the proper channels. It was crazy. But then on top of that, Moth finds out he's got this rare brain degenerative disease. Oh, I know. I, could you imagine the string of bad luck? I think that's probably why they went on the walk yeah. because they want to ignore the house situation and they want to ignore the health situation. Yeah. I have to say, I think that that bit made me cry. Yes. I was like, oh, gosh, because you just think... That would be horrible to hear that news. Yeah, absolutely. It was the sheep that got me. The sheep with the bread. Oh, what was that bit? Smotten. She had that old sheep in the garden and she went to give it some bread and no one would buy it and it just died. I can't remember that bit. Oh, You don't remember (laughs) Smotten? (laughs) This was like a big part of the book for me. This got me invested in the story. (laughs) Oh, I'm gonna have Shame to go, on you, Claire, I'm gonna have to not go remember back. the sheep. I don't remember the sheep bit. <laughs> <laughs> it clearly didn't resonate with me. <laughs> you were just like, sheep, what sheep? And I'm there like crying over them burying the sheep. Oh no. Oh, my gosh. The bit that made me laugh was when they went to Glastonbury. They'd already always gone past Glastonbury and then they decided to go to Glastonbury. And um, they're sitting in the street watching that boy begging. And then he goes oh, off I know. and gets his skateboard. <laughs> and he changes his clothes, <laughs> yeah, changes he? his clothes, goes off on his skateboard, comes back, gets changed back into his scruffy clothes and goes back into the post of 
begging. <laughs> I mean, what I will say, what I am enjoying about this book is that she's telling their story, mm. but then now and again she goes off on like factual tangents, either about the history of something or the area that they're in. You know, like she goes on that tangent about homelessness and yes. the vagrancy act and yes. why you can't put up tents or homes yeah. in random places. And I, I was like, oh, that's really interesting. I didn't know that. And then later on, she sees like rhododendrons on the walk. And then she does the history of rhododendrons, how they came into the country, why they like sprawling up the mountainsides in Cornwall. And I, I don't know, I really love those bits yes. of the book. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it keeps me engaged because I'm like, you know, as you are walking around, you don't think about these things. No, no, exactly. But the way she explains it, I quite like that. It, yeah. it keeps me engaged in their walk. It feels like we're going on a journey. Yeah, yeah, it's really good, isn't it? I like the bit about the homelessness. She sort of made you think, didn't it? Because um, it kind of detailed, well, what is homelessness? Who is homeless? There's a, there's several types of different homelessness and and the country doesn't see it all do they they just go oh there's one sleeping on the street there's one sleeping on the street but what about all the other ones that you don't see that don't get counted and it's there it's there you know yeah it's I'm really enjoying it Sophie at the moment it's it's quite an amusing read I did going back to the Glastonbury bit they go to that I, I can't remember it was like some kind of therapy session a moth falls asleep and he's snoring by the end of it. And then he, he can't get up because his back aches. And then they, they've they had to delay going on their walk for two weeks while he gets better. <laughs> oh, I know. I absolutely love that because he just couldn't get off the floor. No. And they're staying with their friend and she knows that she's out staying there welcome. And it's like, you know, they drop her. You, you could tell that... The way they say it, that clearly the friend has dropped them off and gone, thank goodness for that. <laughs> I, I, I do think I am enjoying it. Yeah. I, I have to say, at the beginning, I found it really hard to get on board with her story because I was like, you know, you don't need to be like, I've got nowhere to live because you've got loads of options, you know. Mm. <laughs> um, but then then Smotten died, which you don't remember. <laughs> and then I was <laughs> on board. <laughs> she won me over with the sheep and Claire's like, what sheep? What sheep? <laughs> Don't remember no sheep. Um, but I am really enjoying it. And yeah. her and her husband's relationship is really, really cute. Yeah. Um, and it is a love story. Oh, boy, though. They, I don't know how they get to do that walk. No, I love that they bought that book and the, the man who wrote the book was like, it's just a, you know, a, a little incline. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like vertical. <laughs> yeah, they were looking at the start, weren't they? And they were like... Oh, yeah, it didn't read like that in the book. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly taken liberties. Oh dear! Um, and when yeah. um, they, oh, and they pitched the tent on the heather, didn't they? On the gorse, <laughs> and it was like. And then she went for a wee in the morning, and there was dog walkers. And, there and she's was like, dog walkers. Well, "How come there are dog walkers this early in the morning, <laughs> in the middle of nowhere?" <laughs> I felt for her though in that tent because I was like, I've been there. Yeah. I've been camping and you get so cold you if do. you're not ready for it. And when she <sighs> said, why didn't I pack a hat? I was thinking, I always pack a hat when I pack when I hat. camp. Always. I have a woolly hat. Even in summer. Even when I went woolly to hat. I went to Glastonbury in the summer, I had a hat. I had a woolly hat in my bag just in case because you get cold head. 
Yeah. It's freezing. Yeah. I've got one of those caterpillar sleeping bags to stop that. So you put yourself in a hood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could they just, didn't have the budget for that. Do you know what? Though. I can just imagine you cocooned in this uh, so sleeping I am, bag. I Sometimes I'm like, will I suffocate And all you can this? see is your <laughs> eyes poking out. <laughs> that is literally it. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to do this journey the way that they've done it. Definitely not. I'm not hardy enough. I think I'd cope okay with it. Oh, you'd love it. You'd be all over this. Yeah, but but I've climbed a few of those cliff paths in Cornwall and the ones I've done, they're pretty steep. They're pretty hard going. <laughs> I am excited to read more. I, I'm really glad that I am enjoying it because I was worried yeah. I wouldn't. Uh, but I am enjoying the story. It's very inspirational. I can't wait to see where their adventure leads mm. next and the kind of facts that she drips through the story. And it's interesting the reactions they get off people that they meet on the walk. They've met some very interesting characters already. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to know if anybody else is reading the book along with us that they want to share what they think. Oh, yeah. Let us, do you remember the sheep? Smolten? Yeah. <laughs> I've probably been saying the name wrong this entire time, but everyone's like, who's Smolten? <laughs> <laughs> Next week, we will be getting up to page 100, so make sure you're following along and you're getting to that page number as well so we don't obviously give up any spoilers if you haven't started the book but you are interested to read it after our first initial thoughts pick it up from your library or you know you can buy it secondhand as well borrow it from a friend so claire what you've been reading other than the salt bath okay so i've started a new book uh this is one that came in that birthday box that you bought me for my birthday <laughs> um this is the green and pleasant land by aisha malik and I read a little bit about the author, and she is um, the ghost writer of the one who won Bake Off, uh, Nadia Hassim, is it? Oh, really? Yeah, apparently she does some ghost writing for her. You can't really say you're a ghost writer if you say what you write. <laughs> no, but it, it, it was She's said given up here. her trade secrets. I know. <laughs> <laughs> So this story is about a man called Bilal Hasham and he lives with his wife, wife Mariam in this place called Babel's End. And the story starts with him going back to visit his dying mum in Birmingham and she's basically, she's dying and her last request is for him to build this mosque which I think he sort of ignores a little bit. He just thinks she's being very eccentric and stuff. As he's sort of sitting there with his mum, he's sort of going over things that have happened in the past with his mum. And one of the funny things that his mum did was she dug a grave in her garden and would go and lie in it just so that she could see what it was like so that she could feel what death was going to be like. She sounds very eccentric. Very eccentric. But her husband left her after one year of being married and left her with Bilal and basically left her. So she's brought up these children on her own sort of thing. So she's quite a strong character, I think. And I think she's disappointed that he didn't stay in Birmingham and he left 
to go to this tiny little village and deserted them but um but he was he's still like the blue-eyed boy much to the disgust of sisters i think um and you know her dying request is that he build this mosque but and um i'm just at the part where her his auntie he's gone to pick up his auntie who isn't well and is taking her back to the village uh to stay with them for a little while and she is just like you know never been out of birmingham you know i don't think she's been 10 minutes away from the house type of thing so this is all a bit new so i don't know what her involvement in this will be but yeah i imagine she will kind of make him build the mosque <laughs> that'll be something possibly she's just yeah. like you will do it yeah and mariam quite interesting as well because she got taken off to pakistan to meet her future husband and he came back with her and after six weeks they got married and then he left her when he got his passport but she had a son with him but apparently he's back on the scene he's come back in to the life and she's like still i think she's still harboring feelings for him even though she's been with bilal for 10 years so there's no yeah i think so yeah so his wife's going to get back with her... I don't know. Uh, like, ex? I don't maybe. know, but he, he, he's, not like a, a, he's not a nice man. No, he's not. No. Is she stupid? I don't know. <laughs> but maybe, you know, all of these events is what will make him build this mosque because he needs to shake up his life. Possibly. Possibly. Anyway, that's it at the moment. Ooh! But I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I also had to do some reading of my book which is the Paris apartment because I hadn't read any and I was like we've got podcasts I've not read anything (laughs) (laughs) it does make me read um I'm not very far in I'm about 30 pages you would enjoy this book Claire because it is very short chapters with multiple narratives oh lovely yeah so it's like each character is like two pages and then you're another character two pages and then another character and if anybody's watched Only Murders in the Building, which is on Disney, it's got those vibes. It's not funny, but the apartment block sounds very similar to the apartment in that show. <laughs> and it's about a girl who's come from Brighton to live with her half-brother in Paris because she's clearly running from something. Like, she is very on edge. You mm. know she's been involved in some shady stuff and that's why she's run away. But her brother is a journalist and he's got himself involved in some bad stuff because the beginning of the book, I think, is him being murdered and she turns up at the door. Nobody in the building will let her in, but through her ways, she manages to get into this building um, to try and figure out where her brother is. And that's about as far as I've got because in between her trying to go meet her brother, you see all the different narratives of people that live in the building but they all seem to hate her brother. So I'm oh, like, what okay. is going on? It, oh. There's so much mystery and intrigue and everybody seems suspicious. <laughs> yeah, that sounds very much like her other book, The Hunting Party. There was mm. lots of different characters. Everybody was suspicious. Everybody had their own little story. Um, yeah, she quite, I think she quite likes to write like that, doesn't she? Yeah, it's so easy to read, though. I... I kind of enjoying these books that are just a breeze to read so i've got i'm reading two very completely different books yeah, 
<laughs> the salt bath is so different to this uh, murderous book that I've got on the side. <laughs> really enjoying it though. I think um, I can't wait till it gets into the mystery because at the moment I feel like we're still on the edge of what's going on. Mm. Um, and there's just a lot of names. There is a Parisian woman called Sophie. So, of course, she's my new favourite character. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> she seems horrible. And I'm like, I'm here for it. <laughs> so, make sure you keep an eye on our Instagram this week because Claire's going to go walking on the coastal paths, taking lots of lovely pictures. Follow us on our Instagram at Lounging with Books for all of our news and updates and book related content. And make sure you get to page 100 of the Salt Path. We will be back next week on Monday, so make sure you tune in. It is goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. 